Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into UNHFM 93.5 here in Birmingham and 105.1 in Luton and down south. We've been talking in the first half with Professor Daoud, a very interesting conversation we're having here about family, about marriage, about the role of mosques and we ended on that actually just before the break we had to go into a commercial break so welcome back listeners. I hope you're you're enjoying this conversation and we were just going to get into what can mosques do? What else should mosques do? What else should the role of mosques be? Um, and you were, you were t- telling us there, Professor Dawood, if you'd like to continue. Sorry, I had to cut you off there before the break. Thank you, sister. Um, as I said, now the role of a mosque is very limited, uh, mainly, mainly uh, on prayer. And most of the you know, attendants are uh, old people. Uh, but you cannot see and you can hardly see the rest of the members of the family. Mm-hmm. I would like to say that the mosque as community center where most of the activities required by the different family members, the children, male, female, the adolescents and so on, they can find something of benefit to them to increase their knowledge, their understanding, their communication, their well-being, everything. So we need all-round community center where we can provide very attractive and motivating activities for the Muslim community where they can aspire to achieve. So I think this uh, should uh, lead to more, uh, you know, collaboration between families and the mosque. Yes, it is totally. Uh, when you just look at the knife crime, that is a huge uh, instance of knife crime instance here now in the UK in the last year or so. Uh, so many young people, unfortunately, in the wrong place, the wrong time, or got into an argument and uh, stabbed to death. It's it's terrible what's going on, and we don't have youth centres for the youth, but our mosques don't have, most of them don't have community youth centres either that they can bring in the youth or invite the youth in or, or the youth feel attracted to actually go into them. There's there's some smaller organisations like scouts that are trying to do some work and engage in young people um, and they run these in mosques up and down the country but on the whole, there is much more of a need because there there's much more young people from different ages that are being left out and their needs are not being met. And then we go and blame the kids. Mm-hmm. We cannot blame them. We are not doing enough for them. I think more collaboration should be between families first, then the mosque, the school and the media, all of them should collaborate together because we would like to have good citizens. And the good citizen needs collaboration, a teamwork. Uh, we have to work collectively. We cannot solve the problem. The family alone cannot solve the problem. The school alone cannot solve the problem. The media alone cannot solve the problem. And the, and the, so we have to work together in order to provide conducive environment to help. I can see now some of the mosques in front of them, addicted young Muslim boys and girls. Can you see them? 
in some of the mosques I, with my naked eye. So we are not doing our job. Mm. Simply we are not doing our, our job. We are busy, as you said, with the food and with just enjoying ourselves and forgetting about our, our life and about our kids and the future generation of our country. We need good citizens who are responsible, responsible, and they can do something constructive for the country. Mm-hmm. So who should lead on this role? Should it be the mosques or the Muslim communities in general that take a lead on this? Yes, I think the leaders of the Muslim community, including the mosque imam and the community leaders, should they are the most important ones because they are the ones who are supposed to lead the community. And they have to, 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 to work on this and to provide the, you know, the services, as I mentioned, for all different groups, and also attractive. Attractive, because some of the kids, they are forced to go just to read Quran, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's not the way. We want to shape the personality, not to memorize only. Shaping personality, it means that you have to tackle intellectual, social, emotional, spiritual, all balanced, holistic approach. We have to look at our kids in a holistic manner to develop their personality, not to just inculcate them with certain words. It's what matter is the way they behave and the way they conduct their lives. I think we are doing something wrong thing. We want to discuss and brainstorm and see what are the real problems, what kind of research we have done for ourselves, and what program we have developed, and then to what extent we evaluated the impact of our program. I want just to ask, all the programs conducted by the market, great, but what is the impact of it? Did we investigate the impact of it? Did we make any corrective actions for our own gaps and mistakes, we have to admit our own mistakes. So I think the most important thing is that we plan correctly, and this is, should be led by the, the leaders of the imam and the mosque. Second, we have to develop programs for the whole family members. Third, we have to implement them. Fourth, we have to evaluate the impact of what we are doing. All intervention should be evaluated to see whether we are doing, you know, doing right, the right thing or not. This is a logical sequence of things. I think we have to do it. Uh, no uh, other place. Uh, and that sounds very, very logical approach indeed. Um, but from uh, somebody on the ground that delivers parenting courses, it's yes. not even the imams often are the ones that they find barriers over bringing you or having you there delivering it. And it may be that you actually have a free course to deliver, but you are um, not able to deliver it in their mosque because sometimes it comes down to ownership, that they want to have ownership of their own or sometimes uh uh, I don't know, they may be worried about what's happening um, uh, to, 
and the, I, I don't know what the barriers are there, but there is some of it already available and yes. and has the history and has the research and has the publications and has the statistics and have everything that you mentioned <laughs> and still um, it's not being used. So yes. where could where can we go in situations like that? I think we need people champions. We need champions. Mm-hmm. Those at least even if they are few, but they understand. Now, most, mostly, I would label them as cultural clubs. They are not really British mosques. They are for certain uh, groups coming from certain countries. We, 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 we are interested to see a British Muslim mosque, whereby everybody who say, La ilaha illallah, is part of that. It's not cultural groupings. I, I'm not... Uh, I don't want to be bad in my uh, comments, but mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm thinking of, the Muslims should be one ummah. Hmm. So and we have to work together across, mm. this, not only families and mosques, but across different uh, mosques. They have to work because we, we have big challenges. No single mosque can do much unless we work together. Mm-hmm. Partnership, networking, Understanding, working together, teamwork is, should be, you know, uh, the main theme which help us to, 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 to conduct our, uh, our work. In order to, I'm not saying to overcome all the problems, but at least to mitigate them. Mm-hmm. I think to reduce the, 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 the great impact. Now we are seeing our children are, some of them, as you said, committing crime, some are uh, addicted, some are, so they, they, that should ring a bell for all Muslims in, in, in Britain to, to, to collaborate and work effectively with other organizations, whether a public uh, institution or a private institution uh, or NGO, uh, you know, third uh, sector mm-hmm. institution, working together to help our new generation. Mm-hmm. It seems very uh, logic in what you're saying, and I, I, I totally agree. We need to be working together. Um, yeah. But when, when I just think back of Ramadan and, yeah. and even a recent Eid, actually, when we had Eid being celebrated, Hajj was on on the different TV, yeah. and different days we were celebrating it here in the UK, so it wasn't even just Ramadan. How can we start working together on the bigger picture when we can't even agree on that one day? I think, you know, to me, the new generation should work. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, capitalize upon the the old generation. I'm capitalizing about the new generation Mm. who should be more enlightened uh, to adopt uh, more practical, realistic views of their life. Uh, here, uh, we are talking about the British Muslim. We're not talking about any particular British Muslim mm-hmm. who should uh, play a great role in constructing and developing the country. And that should uh, let them not only collaborate among themselves, the Muslim, but even with the, with the non-Muslim, with other religion in the country, mm-hmm. where they can work to, towards developing the country itself. Yeah, that, that's really a good point in working together in collaboration and um, 
and, and Muslims taking an active role in this. So if you were yeah. talking about youth centres, uh, yes, it could be attached to a mosque. It could be a, a centre in the middle of a mosque or a church or somewhere where you come together yeah. with collaboration that yeah. both yeah. faiths take take some responsibilities in in how to educate and raise the young people to be better citizens of this country. And I to, agree with you. I agree with you. Mm, it's I a difficult place to to start. And uh, do you think that our mosque leaders, there, there is somebody, there is a group, or there is a respected individual or some other, a few individuals that our mosque yeah. leaders would look up to to start yeah, this process? I think there are there are some uh, because we start to see sometimes in many in several mosques in different uh, parts of the UK uh, led by uh, a second or third generation now. Mm -hmm. I think they're very optimistic. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the board will start ruling and uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we can we can we can do something about it, even if we start it small. You know, I believe in gradual, incremental change. No problem. Mm -hmm. If you cannot, uh, you know, we, we, we say in our own brother, if you cannot, um, you know, uh, achieve it all, something better than nothing. Uh, we have to do something. We have to be constructive. It's not enough to just criticize. Mm -hmm. and to be critical of everything. But show me what you can do. Even if it is so little, I don't mind, mm -hmm. so long as we are advancing, we are developing, we are improving. Mm -hmm. So we need people who are positive, mm -hmm. positive, optimistic, hopeful, mm -hmm. and they can act in order to help the community, mm -hmm. whether in the marriage institution or in parenting. Uh, uh, program. Mm -hmm. And to to get that start, and I, I, I agree that a start is really important, even actually if it fails, you learn a lot from that. You learn not to do it that way, to do it a different way. It is it is making that start and feeling that, that responsibility to make the next society, society better. So how can we Start off that with some of these um, wonderful imams and eminent scholars here that do have and do want to do this. There is, and there is some that, uh, as you mentioned, there is some that are counsellors already and do have that knowledge. Um, is there, um, and I suppose I don't know if you know the answer to this, either a body in the UK that can bring people together? Is there a best practice that we can share best practice from and look at um, a model and what they're doing and then share that best practice? Uh, I don't know exactly a particular organisation, uh, the benchmark for all, but uh, maybe individual, yes. Uh, but those individuals in those organisations, they might uh, work and start doing some organised activities like seminars, they discuss and they work collaboratively in developing programs and implementing them. That might be the starting point, at least with individuals. Mm -hmm. If we got somebody, say, from a squad, Scotland, one from Wales, two from England or three, and then they can meet and they can discuss and uh, they can develop programs. I'm sure there are. I believe I, I, I know some of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, in Scotland, in England, and here and there, as you said, in Ireland as well. 
So there are some people who can do and they are serious about it. Particularly I'm talking about the second and third generation. Mm-hmm. And they are well educated. They are well versed in Sharia. Well, I mean, they are related to their own life and contact. And that, the, the hope is there. The hope is there. And maybe those people should take the lead in order to create awareness. It might take a few years to take awareness and then establish centers mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, develop programs and disseminate it to everybody so they can learn from it, study the, the, the problems the, the Muslim community are facing and how can we, uh, you know, overcome them and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there is some uh, uh, reflecting back again on on the scouts. That's what's happening uh, there, and how they have now so many scout organization, Muslim scout organizations up and down the country, and that is a good example of how they bring the youth together to learn, yeah. as you say, physical development, emotional development, social development, psychological development, spiritual development. Yeah in under one roof but they have a lot of fun in doing that so it attracts people to come rather than uh, the traditional methods and there um, and that is, there is still need for a quran and uh, arabic lessons but yes. maybe we need to relook at how is that being delivered if if somebody is sitting down and um, they are sitting in the corner and just uh, told to recite recite and then um they have a two minute slot to be heard is that that's not the education system here in this country so people so young people when they come to the madrasas and have that kind of a system often Re, rebel against it because in it, the UK it, the education system is different. It's discouraging. Mm. I, I know people. In fact, they have a very negative impression about attending that traditional school simply mm. because it was delivered not in a, a motivating way. Mm. Uh, they don't find fun in it. They don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, we, we, Islamically speaking, we are talking about the heart. Number one is the heart before the brain. If you gain the heart of our kids, then he, they can follow you. Mm-hmm. But if you are forcing them to do it, they will never follow you mm-hmm. because their heart is not with you. So I think the most important thing, our heart. Mm-hmm. In Islam, we say everything in the heart. Mm-hmm. If, you, if the heart is sound, the whole body is sound. So how can we attract the, and gain the heart and the trust of our young people. But also, I want just to tell you about one thing. You mm-hmm. mentioned the young people and the scouts and everything. But to me, also, we should not, uh, we should not lose sight of early childhood stage. Sorry, I missed that? Early childhood stage. Yes. Because the kids at the, from zero to eight years, in fact, 80% of our personality is shaped at this stage. Mm-hmm. So, most of the parents, unfortunately, the Muslim parents, they don't give the due attention to this uh, group of uh, kids yes. from zero to eight. Well, you're definitely to help my language because we are we nearly bang our own heads off the wall trying to get that message across to parents yes. about the, especially now the latest research on the 1001 critical days. So pregnancy yes. and up to the age of two or three years old and the development, the brain development that happens then. But our parents don't see the importance of this. And 
actually, we see issues down the line, like the marriage issues you were talking about, going back to those early days when that child, that baby, didn't yes. have that connection with their, their parents. Mm. Yes. So, uh, in fact, uh, then, unfortunately, parents or families, they start to cry. Mm. They cannot control their young people. Yes, because you didn't give the, the due attention for the early years. How can you complain now? It's too late. Mm -hmm. So we have to help families to realize the importance of this uh, stage and also develop the program how to instill and cultivate our Iman, our akhlaq, our faith, our characters and ethics at that early age. Mm -hmm. So that when they grow up, we don't complain later on about the problem uh, and the, 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 the difficulties or challenges they are facing. Yes. And it's missing in the Muslim. It, Among the Muslims, it's missing. I think it's missing. Uh, you, well, you, it's, we find this every day, actually, that we have yes. a, a lot of parents that are queuing up to do our teenage courses, our parents yes. of teenagers, but when we come to our pregnancy and beyond our pregnancy up to three, it's very, very different. And this is the time that we need to be getting the message across in there. This is the time that we need to be developing that bonding, secure attachment there with that child because this impacts the rest of their lives when we, when we yes. look and reflect back and we can actually relate a lot of things back to that situation. Um, and it is it's, it's not that if parents are listening to us, you know, we can do things later on, but we need this time is very, very important. And we need parents to come forward and to to think about that. And there, there is um, how often I describe it to parents and um, I, I haven't uh, described it to you before, but how I describe it is we have hydrogen, oxygen to come together and form water. In the vapour stage, when you, those molecules are easy to move around, so a steam yeah. of a kettle, for example, it's so easy to develop the parenting. So this is the pregnancy to three age. So easy yeah. to develop the character of that child in that age. After yeah. that steam, you've got liquid. This yeah. You can still move the liquid around. It's harder than the steam, but you can still move yeah. it around. This is the 4 to 11 age. This is the school going age. But yeah. after that liquid, what comes next is the ice. Ice. If you get in early, you can sculpture that ice, and which you need to touch, touch up. But if yes. you don't, you've got blocks of ice that you've got to move. So this is yeah, how right. I describe it to our parents, that we need to get in early to prevent the problems later on. Very nice description. Very nice description. You are mm -hmm. right. You are right. Yeah, so so there's we, we are lacking this understanding. I think maybe uh, as a result of lack of knowledge, as I said, and mm -hmm. From the uh, side of the parents uh, and the family, uh, causes a lot of trouble for the future, mm -hmm. uh, for the next generation. Because we, in Islam, we don't focus only on the, the children, but also the grandchildren, the, children, the offspring in the future. Mm -hmm. That we should focus. You know that in there is a, uh, an ayah in the Quran. ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين أماما. So we are asking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to guide us and to guide our offspring and to make us a leader of the muttaqin. So it means very ambitious. We have to be very ambitious in developing the capacity of our kids 
And that needs a lot of knowledge and skill from the side of the family or the parents in particular. Yes, of, of course. And as a grandparent myself, I, I understand there's a very important role for grandparents, actually, in, in yeah. raising children. If you um, relate it to some of the old African sayings that said it takes a village to raise a child, which is so true. It takes a lot of us to, to yeah. come together to, uh, to surround that child, to support those parents as well and other parents parents in in raising children so we we all need to come together we all need to take an active role as we're coming towards the end of the show a lot of time goes very quickly here is there any practical advice practical tips one or two tips that you could just give parents now that are tuned in that are listening to this and would like to make a difference here and now well the most important thing i would advise parents is to adopt life learn, lifelong learning. Mm. They have to seek knowledge and skills how to manage the home, how to manage their families, how to manage their marriage, how to manage also their kids. I think it is very important is to learn uh, because ignorance uh, causes a lot of trouble to all of us. They need to continue learning from cradle to grave. Thank you very much. That's uh, really good advice, mashallah. Keep learning from cradle to grave and inshallah may Allah reward us in all of that and reward you also, uh, Professor Dawood, for coming on today's show. Mashallah, it was very inspirational and wonderful for me to to talk to you. Jazakallah khair and inshallah and have a a lovely trip back. Are you along here? Are you going back soon? Are you? Yes, yes. Thursday I'll be leaving for Malaysia. Mashallah. We'll have a safe trip back, inshallah. Jazakallah, Karen. And listeners, have a a lovely week, inshallah. And I hope you do tune into the next Parenting Hour, inshallah.